1: Hey there, BQS listeners, and welcome to today's episode. I'm Dr. M, and this podcast is designed to help inspire change in how you see, manage, and use your stress. So you can be the queen of your stress, not your stress being the queen over you. In today's episode, I'm super excited to be sharing the third part of our three-part series with the amazing Cindy O'Mira. In case you're not familiar with Cindy, Cindy's mission is to educate people on the value and nourishment of real foods. She strives to inform people of true and research health facts, encouraging critical thinkers in all aspects of well-being I was so pleased to be able to share this interview with Cindy and I'm so pleased to get to share the final part with you today at BQS listeners I hope you enjoy it well I think it's an area that as you said people get really confused about nowadays because I mean look you don't have to go very far into one of the major shopping um, chains now and you see very large and I'm going to use this term loosely health food section um, that has a lot of shit in there that is not health food yeah which is which is crazy and so you think so i think for some people they they are probably in that um false sense of security that because they they are walk, walking through the outside aisles not doing their shopping in the middle of the aisles of the supermarket is is that the food is great and, and I'm sure that you know way more about what I'm about to say but it's that moment of food that you may have had five years ago. You might still be shopping with the same brand but they've changed the ingredients in there. So all of a sudden it might have gone
0: from a, an okay product to, oh, when did they start putting that in there? Well, well let's just take one um, company that is fairly well-known here in Australia and it's Puka, the Puka Teas. yes. So Unilever bought them two years ago Mm. and I would say that the original owners of Puka, who I believe had a real sense of what we wanted as a consumer, especially the health conscious consumer, uh, I think they've now been pushed away from the company and Unilever has taken over. And I'm noticing a lot of flavours within the Puka tea range, natural flavours and things that Puka would not have done. So and it was frustrating when I found this out because I, I still read ingredients, I still check up on these companies because I know that they are being purchased because they are going so well. Mm. And all these big companies know that these boutique health food um, people are doing a mozza and doing really well because this is the demand of the market. So they want a piece of it, so they buy it. And then because they realise that it's more expensive to produce this and they can produce it cheaper and with more flavour, they'll add the natural flavouring to the tea now. So you have to be very, very careful with puka. Like some of them don't, but many of them now have that flavour in there. And and I discuss that in my book, um, Changing Habits, Changing Lives, and I also discuss it in... um, Um, in the in the um, course that we do so oh it's it's frustrating and and even you know young like we had these beautiful two young men that were making a dried meat for us and um, you know they produced it for themselves and we put it into our marketplace which by the way we don't have anymore because of this reason Mm. and they wanted They were selling more, they were getting popular and they were told by a chemical company, oh, you can use rosemary extract, it's completely Mm -hmm. natural um, antioxidant, it'll mean that your shelf life is longer. And so they did. They added rosemary extract. Mm -hmm. And so we said, well, we're not interested in you anymore. And then a beautiful chocolate decided to put inulin and flavours in. And, And this is what's happening is that you must... You just have to read your ingredients, um, or make everything from scratch, which isn't hard when you get into this. Yeah. And when you learn about it, it's it like I, I I described my morning to you this morning, and um, it's it's just a matter of becoming organised and saying, yeah, I can do that. Like I can make chocolate very very quickly. Uh, I don't. It doesn't look pretty, but geez, it tastes good. <laughs> and I think that's the key to it. It doesn't. If seriously, if your
1: family is critiquing your plating skills, they can cook for themselves. <laughs> um, one of the things I think, and it's just come to me that I find amazing, is that um, two things. Is one is that whilst a lot of people may not have grown up uh, surrounded by people that cook from scratch, I mean, I still ring my mum and go, Mum, how do I do that? Mm. If it's something that I haven't done for a while or check how long I can have something in the fridge before it's going to kill me, Um, (laughs) I actually (laughs) should put it in the bin. (laughs) Um, She's she's a a retired science teacher. She's very good for that sort of information. Um, God love Yoda. But I think what's really interesting in our modern day world where there's so many people that are, say, doing an eight to 12 week challenge, they're really good at prepping their food for that um they 're really good at doing a, a day of cooking for a short period of time and then they miss the boat in the sense of um this is now lifestyle this is something that you could do it for a short period of time or you you only did it for a short period of time and then go back to eating crap it's it's not uh it 's figuring out how you can do that sustainably for a long period of time with great real food and it doesn 't have to be expensive once you know how to source all of the uh, source the ingredients
0: yes. And you're right. People will do it for that 12-week period of time. Mm-hmm. But if we change our habits step-by-step, bit-by-bit, I think that it's something that's sustainable and it's called habit stacking. Mm-hmm. And it's where you go, right, salt. Think about if you change 52 things every week and you just change one ingredient in your pantry for 52 weeks. Mm-hmm. You will have revisited your whole pantry. You will have looked at the salad dressing. What's the, And there could be a really good salad dressing out there that you can buy, or you'll go, there's only five ingredients. I can just throw them in a glass jar and put that in the fridge and then I don't have to pay $20 for it. I don't have to pay $3 for it, you know? So I think it's about habit stacking and it's about starting with one, making that a part of your life, go to the next one. And you'd be surprised in 12 months what you've achieved, you know, take a photo of your pantry before you do it and then, and your fridge and then, and then do it. And I feel that if you do not have a health crisis, that's the way to do it, mm-hmm. one step at a time, one ingredient at a time. Like I went and did a, um, a clean out of a pantry. So it's a really good friend of mine and he's really good at computers and i tell you what, my computer looked like a, a crappy pantry. <laughs> that's what it looked like. Yep. So I said, i tell you what, I'll do a contra with you. You clean my computer out. I had triple of everything. I wondered why it was going slow. It was hilarious. And I'll do your pantry. So I went to his pantry and we pulled out like 50 condiments. Wow. And when we read all of the condiments, and one of them might have been a chilli mayonnaise, the other one might have been a wasabi mayonnaise, the other one might have been a tomato sauce, a barbecue sauce, whatever. Well, we pulled it all out and we read all the ingredients on it. The major ingredients was a flavour, a colour, an acidity regulator, a thickener and a binder wow. on all of them. and then it. The main, and then there might have been tomato that had the tomato, the barbecue sauce, the the uh, HP sauce, the this sauce, the that sauce. But basically, that was the beginning. And then it was like a different flavor, a different color, a different, like the same binder, the same acidity regulator. And I, even I was blown away and went, they've got this nail, the food company. They just have to put a different flavor and color in, and nobody knows the difference. It's just incredible. So all you have to do is go, I'm going to make mayonnaise and I'm going to make a pesto and I'm going to make a salad dressing. Then if I need a bit of wasabi mayonnaise, I've got a little wasabi there, put a bit of mayonnaise there, whip them up together, I'm done. You know, it's, and and people are like, like going, I just don't know if I can do it. No, you probably don't think you can do it now. Mm. But think about in a year when all those ingredients are in your pantry, someone's shown you how to do it, even if it's a YouTube video, and you go, oh, I can do that. That's easy, you know.
1: Absolutely. And the things you're talking about today, they're super simple things and, I, and that's one of the things that I love is that it doesn't need to be overcomplicated, folks. As I said, it's not fine dining. This is stuff that you can access readily and, and simple ways and you don't necessarily need a thermix. There's other ways of doing it. I love my Thermy, but it's not not everybody is going to race out and get one. There's lots of other ways of being able to do it um, and to be feeding yourself and your family in a way that is nourishing and also really connected and there's it's a great way to be able to then teach your kids to be hopefully able to cook for scratch for themselves because yeah. and if they're struggling because it's potentially a question that some of the bqs listeners have oh that's all well and good that i start eating well but what am i kid about my kids because they're going to refuse to eat xyz getting your kids involved in actually cooking from scratch it's amazing what they'll eat if they've cooked it themselves right
0: yeah most definitely and you know talking about the thermomix you can do the pesto and the mayo quicker in with a hand wand Mm. You know, the old bar mix, they're probably sitting in a secondhand store for $20 and you can actually make mayonnaise in like 13 seconds if that. Yeah. Um, you can do your pestos in that. You can do your salad dressings in those. So um, I do have the privilege of having one and I've had it for 12 years and I have to admit I, it got me excited about cooking again. But if a bar mix does the same, then, you know, that's, you can do that as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's
1: been such a pleasure and joy talking to you today, Cindy. I hope your team gave you my top five questions that they we did. always excellent. <laughs> just thought I should check before I launched them at you, because otherwise I would have given you more background on what the hell I was talking about with my top five. We <laughs> always finish off with our top five, um, And so today, as a special guest, you get to finish off with your top five. So what music is in high rotation for you at the moment?:
0: I have my own play on um, Spotify. Yeah. and it's very much the 80s and the 90s.
1: You've got a stand out. What's the standout song that you that you hear it on, it's your jam, you are up, even if it's chair dancing. It might not be full oh. dancing, even
0: if it was chair dancing. Well, I've got, I, I think I'm Walking on Sunshine it's no. always been mine. It gets me revved up. Like it's just Katrina and the waves walking on sunshine. The other one is Sounds of Silence, but not by um, Simon and Garfunkel, but by Disturbed. Uh, which is a heavy punk rock band, Um, but he is brilliant. That, to me, sends shivers up my spine. So they're probably the two that... I will blast when nobody's in there. Yeah,
1: in, in the house, you're singing it loud. You're in, my, yep. Mine is in the car, so I, I, I've spent a lot of time driving between the South Coast of New South Wales and about the hour trip up the big road getting to Sydney. So that's my that's my guilty pleasure of music up loud where nobody can hear how loud it is. Uh, and then I now struggle with bass tones because of listening to it too loud. But that's again story for another time. Um, what book are you reading or books are you reading? Because one of the things that is is prevalent with people I interview is they sometimes have more than one book on the go. So what's what's in rotation for you at the moment?
0: So The Circadian Code, um, which is by Dr. Sanchin Panda. I don't know why anybody called their son that. But anyway, <laughs> just think of Dr. Panda. But The Circadian oh, Code, that. which is about when you eat, how it affects your melatonin, serotonin, um, your sunlight, um, when certain parts of your digestive system are active and when they're not. So really loving that. That's just a new book out. That's The Circadian Code. And Brené Brown's Bear to Lead. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So they're my two. And and then I'm a very much an audible listener as well uh, for my books. So I can often listening to quite a few books at a time depending on what I feel like <laughs> Fair enough.
1: and as I said it seems to be a common theme in people I interview because we've, we've all usually got um, lots of things going on and different um, different inspirations happening all at once uh, mm-hmm. which then uh, helps focus things uh, now we've touched on what you've done a little bit since you've got back from Melbourne in terms of de-stressing but is there a favorite thing that you do uh, or is it swimming or playing with the cows in terms of what's the favorite de-stress that you have
0: Well, my daily de-stress is getting up and going for my swim. So I ride my bike to the beach and I'm lucky I live near the beach um, and I live on a beautiful beach that's in the winter, 20 degrees Celsius. I was going to say,
1: you're Sunshine Coast, right, just for our listeners. She's not (laughs) Melbourne, folks. This is not Melbourne like iceberg swimming.
0: But I have to tell you my brother does exactly the same thing and he lives in Rye on the Mornington Peninsula. Oh, he's tough. He's next level. He is tough. But I, I swim every morning. I have a social coffee, um, come home, make my breakfast and, then, and my lunch and then go to work. So I guess my de-stress is that grounding, watching the sunrise, swimming in the ocean um, and that coffee. Um, and, and the coffee isn't so much about I'm addicted to it because I can do without it. It's that social time that I have. Um, it's my social life. It really is and my connection with my friends. So I swim with around 30 to 40 people and we'll always go and have coffee and depending on which group you decide to have a chat with, it depends on, you know, what the conversation is. Yeah, I love that. I love that a lot. Um, have you got a favourite quote? I do and, and probably it's insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Yes, I like that. Yeah, a lot.
1: And I think we see that a lot, right, when people are, they, they go in these cycles of, of deprivation and, and or eating food that is not really serving them um, and expect diff- their bodies to be functioning in a different level, which is just not
0: going to be happening. No.
1: No, definitely. And before we finish off today, Cindy, what, any final thoughts for the BQS listeners today?
0: Well, one of the things I talked about uh, at the summit was being an activist. And being an activist can take many forms, but I think the simplest activism of all is looking after yourself, consuming foods that are are created or produced by regenerative farming methods and looking to your local economy to buy your food as opposed to an international or even a national economy. Because when we do that, we not only help our neighbors around us, our farmers that want to do regenerative farming, but we're also sequestering carbon from the atmosphere. We are part of the solution, not part of the problem. And I think that the highest form of activism is you looking after yourself in a way that helps not only your fellow men, but the planet as well.
1: I love that. Cindy, thanks so much for being a part of BQS today. Well, that's it for this week, BQS listeners. Bye for now and I'll catch you next week. Well, that's it for today's podcast, BQS listeners. Thanks again for joining us. Remember, if you would like to subscribe, make sure you hit subscribe on iTunes. And if you want to stay in touch, check out our Facebook page, The Queen of Stress, or on our Insta, The Queen of Stress. For more information and show notes, be sure to go to thequeenofstress.com to continue our journey together. Hope you have a fabulous week and I'll catch you next time. This has been a production of the Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch. Streaming wellness into your lives.